Hello, beloved, still hearts, family, friends, visitors. How are you all out there today around the world? I pray all is well for you. I'm Jewel Devane. Within times like these ministries, bringing you spiritual encouragement. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just stop by to share a beautiful moments together. Uh, I hope that you'll welcome into your home, your hearts, your minds, your spirits. Yes, to get something good and positive for a change. You know, today is uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th. Although I do not celebrate Christmas, tell you the truth, I do not celebrate holidays at all. When I learn better, I stop doing it, you know, and people don't understand. Family members don't understand. You try and explain it to them. Yeah, but what, well, why, well, eh, and so, and rather than getting a disagreement or, you know, get your spirit all twisted up, you know, you just let them go. Because you can't get someone to understand. I don't care how much you explain. It's just like when our loved ones die, we go, oh, God, why? And if he told us, we still wouldn't understand. If he said, well, I allowed them to come home to me because of this and that. Yeah, Father, but why? Well, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, but why? We'd be asking why. <laughs> For you until he called us home or sent his son back down here to get us, okay? So anyway, just um, no, I do not celebrate holidays, but since I know out there so many of you do, and since I know that out there around the world, so many people are going through so much pain and heartache and confusion and doubt and your faith is dangling, you know, uh, you think he's coming back, but you're not sure. And you've had so much information to tell you that he's not coming back. And we've got to defend ourselves. And we're on our own down here. That is a big lie from the pit of hell. And I even bought into it just for a short period of time. Oh, yes. See, honest is a good policy. Because when you're honest, then other people can understand. And see, you go, oh, did they go through that? Well, if they went through it and made it through, I can too, you know, so it's good to uh, be transparent. And yes, I'm very transparent. So many things I don't want to say to you, but then I know if I don't say them, I'm in trouble with the Lord then, and I cannot afford to be in trouble with him. Oh, yes. And I'm so concerned about, well, you want me to do a broadcast, but well, what should I say? What should be the title of it? What he, Will you just do what I said do? And when I get on here, I have, a, a lot of times I have so much to say. When I really want to do it, I have so much to say. But then as soon as I get on, it's like I get a blank slate. You know why? And fear, holy fear, I said holy fear, comes over me. You know why? Because I know I'm handling God's word and he is not to be played with. Oh, yes, beloved, dear hearts, family, friends, visitors. Let's start out with a quick prayer. Father. In the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Holy Spirit, help me here today. Um, we just come to you in love and submission and obedience. No, we don't understand everything that's going on and why things are the way they are. But we do know that we're living in the last days. And for those of us that cannot accept that we're living in the last days, help us to realize and know and see that the world will never go back to what it was before. You know, Father, and we should not want it to go back that way. We should desire to have something new and different, especially when it's all about you and your darling son, Lord Jesus. 
in the powerful, precious Holy Spirit. Things are so demonic now. And the powers that we used to work in are powerful and good. But God, we need a new, fresh anointing to fall down, to come down on us, to handle these demons that are coming along in these days. Oh, yes. So help us to stay close to you, press into you, to find out your will and way for our lives and to teach us and show us how to either gain, how to gain the power and how to be anointed for these last and evil days, final days that we are living in. And for all of us around the world that are traveling today, we pray all is well and goes well for them. And uh, we just have your way in this time together and work through me and in me to touch your people. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Um, <sighs> hallelujah. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give would save our sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that you delivered soon will it deliver you i'm a bit nervous Oh, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would come a storm with his hand. Did you know, hallelujah, that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. Oh, Mary, did you know? The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. Hallelujah. The lame will leave, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? And the sleeping child you're holding, he is the great I am. Oh, Mary, did you know 
Did you know, did you know, Mary, did you know, did you know, did you know, Mary, did you know, hallelujah. Oh, yes, I love that song. That's my uh, rendition of my part of Christmas carols. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, and uh, during my time of Bible study, during the night and day, <laughs> Whatever time I wake up and whatever time it hits me, I tell you. And uh, I usually turn and I usually go to bed real early in the evenings. I've been doing that for years. I get so excited to do that because, you know, you have all day and it's light and beautiful, but you're ready for it to kind of get dark so you can just really steal away and be with the Lord, you know. And it's just so holy and beautiful to me. And so much is revealed to me during that time. And then I wake up, um, I don't know, whatever time the Spirit will wake me up, you know, and I'll read and study or see what's on, um, see what's on the internet that's spiritual. And I love to watch Christian movies. And uh, yeah. I sure do. I watch those quite often. And I get a bit of comedy here and there. I like uh, comedy, clean comedy, the old sitcoms. And so anyway, during Bible study, this scripture came to me. Turn that blanket off. <laughs> I had my electric blanket on. I love to sit up in the bed and read and study. Let's see here. It's kind of cold, although it's warm now. It's about 45 degrees. It was down in the 30s last night, but I'm always crispy warm. I don't like it too hot. I don't sleep with the heat on at night. I guess because I grew up in a home without heat. At, well, without heat, unless you uh, fired up the, uh, the old fireplace. But really, we had an old heater. Potbelly heater. You remember those? And I would prance around and dance around and we'd all be sitting around, had lamp lights. And mother said, girl, sit your little self down. Sit your little fast self down. Okay, burn yourself on the heater, okay? And I just, I'm fine, mother. You know, you're little and have that little light voice. I'm fine, mother. Okay, I said, sit down. Yes, ma'am. And after a while, I jump up to do something. And I jumped up too quick one night or one morning. One day, I forget if it was night or day. I burned my arm so bad, and it wrote the whole name of the heater on my arm. Pot belly. It wrote it on my arm. That's how bad it burned me. Oh, I screamed, and she worked and put some stuff on, and it healed. Yeah, that taught me a good lesson. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> I've done some uh, beautiful things, okay, but that's a part of growing up. Hello. And this scripture came to me as out of the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel. And I used to read the scripture all the time. So for you that are going through things out there, uh, 1 Samuel, 2nd chapter. Let's start at the 6th verse. 
the Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princesses and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillows of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. Did you hear that? The ninth verse. He will keep the feet of his saints. You know what? I didn't think I had my earplugs in, and I didn't need my earplugs. I hope you all heard me. Please forgive me if you didn't. It, I'll check it when I uh, finish. And if need be, I'll do it all over again. I don't mind. It's worth it for you all. Oh, yes? Okay. Let's see the ninth verse. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. I read to you out of the, first, out of the book of Samuel, the first... First Samuel, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. First Samuel, the second chapter, the sixth through the ninth verses. May Father God add a blessing to the hearers, readers, and doers of his holy word. Amen. Amen. And I used to love to, well, I love to read all these verses, but these are things that are just coming to me, okay, for you all today. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And that's out of the book of Numbers, the sixth chapter, the 24th, 25th, 26th, and let's do the 27th verse. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. You know, it's a song to that verse, too. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. And be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. I learned it in Aramaic. Um, Sometimes I remember and sometimes I don't. When I don't do it in a while, singing in a while, I tend to forget it. I haven't written that in Aramaic on the table of my heart yet, okay? And this is another powerful psalm. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, and bringeth, I'm sorry, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's out of the book of Psalms, the first chapter, the first through the third verses. Yeah. And most of my scriptures today were from uh, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. You know, just being led by the Lord. He knows what his people need to hear. So, for all of you that are experiencing difficulties out there today around the world, going through things, you don't understand why it has to be the way that it is. Um, nothing that we've lost or suffered in life, we will reap a reward for it. God is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. But he said he'll do it, what he promised he will bring it to pass. And so everything we go go through, or as I always say to you all, an accurate record is being kept of everything we think, everything we speak, everything we do. So that's why we have to be mindful how we treat others and what we do in life. Oh, yes, because we're going to have to stand and answer for it. And I've always said, Every time in life I've ever lost, I've gained more than I've ever had. Sometimes you have to lose in life to gain. And I've lost a lot in life, but uh, I've gained a lot in life. And, um, you know, that's just uh, the cycle of life. That is just the cycle of life. You're not going to always be up. If you've always been up, how do you know how it feels to be down? And if you've always been down, how are you going to know how it feels to be up? So God, God is a, a balancer. So weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. For all you that are suffering, I've just gone through and it doesn't look like you're going to ever get ahead. Take my word for it. It will get better. I'm a living witness. It will get better. Yes, it will. Uh, for you that are experiencing difficulties in your marriage and you don't understand, trust God. Pray to God if your wife it's not acting right, and you're talking to her, sir, and it's not working. You go to God about her. Ma'am, if you're experiencing difficulties with your husband, don't argue with him and just fuss and yell at him or, you know, maybe cuss him out. Just don't do that. Go to God. I'm telling you what I know and learn from experience. And uh, I heard a lady once I was at, um, it was a food market of uh, organic foods, like a food fair, many years and years and years ago. And this lady, she was just so happy with her husband. She said, a beautiful white couple. And she says, honey. He said, yes, dear. She said, may I have some money, please, to buy uh, something she was going to buy? She just said, he's so sure. Boy, I wish you could have seen the eyes that looked at that lady for doing that. They were so mad with her. For, you mean she's going to ask him, can she do And she got to ask him for money. Oh, girl, I would not. And I looked at her and I said, ma'am, 
I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. She said, oh, thank you. I said, I am proud of you and walked away. And she smiled so big, you know, and I know people look at me and look at that fool. But that's the way I was with my husband. I obeyed my husband like if he were my father, even though he was older than me and old enough to be my father. That wasn't the issue. That was my love and respect to him because I knew that man was a man of God and I knew he was a prophet of God. And he used to pastor many years and years and years ago before I ever knew him. So my fear and love for God was upon me to where I respected him. When he talked to me about something, if I didn't like it, we'd discuss it. I didn't yell at him. I didn't snap and switch off whatever uh, he was not pleased with. You know, we talked about it. And when I didn't care for something about him, I would talk to him about it. And if he didn't like it, I wouldn't fuss with him or anything. I say to myself, I tell you what. (laughs) I get on my knees. I said, God, I said, now, Father, I learned to talk to God about him. And it worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, don't worry about what other people think about you and your husband. You respect him and love him the way God told you to do it. Don't try and be like somebody else. If you two are happy doing what you're doing, do it. You know, that's what's wrong with the world now. You know, we just want to control everything. You control your home and leave other people's business alone, ladies. You control your home. And leave other people's homes alone, man, man, sir. Oh, man, I wouldn't put up with that. Oh, man, and then if you check their house, you'd be surprised behind closed doors of what they put up with. But it, that's not the point. Discuss it behind closed doors and come to an agreement. And once you step out, they don't know what was said, how you all came to grips and terms about whatever, but you smile and it worked. That's none of their business. We talk too much about our business. I pass by TikTok sometime. And other shows, and they're just talking about what they told their husband and what their husband said and what they told their wife and what their wife said. No, marriage is sacred. It should be kept private and behind closed doors. How did I get off on that? So anyway, in our memo, well, since I'm on the subject, God just would not let me get with <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Since I'm on the subject, you know, and obey him. As the scripture says, you know, submit to him. All of that's a part of submission. So, uh, ladies, you that are having hard times making ends meet and you don't have enough to feed your family, and some days you have to go hungry, but you make sure your children get to eat. I know that pain, and people look at me and say, how do you know that pain? You don't have children. No, I don't. But I have a mother's love in my heart, and I know how I sacrifice many things in my life for my parents. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And from my husband. So one time we went through a very dark, difficult time in our life. And um, I wasn't working at the time because he didn't want me to work. And I'm like, come on now. But he didn't want me to work. So I was at home with him. And um, we still, you know, did ministry. We had not gotten our church yet. We were going to we were going to pastor and people would come to our home and stand on the front porch, and he'd stand at the banister and preach or talk to him, and they'd repent and receive the Lord Jesus, and I'd stand behind him in the yard, you know, and he would barely touch him. He would barely put his finger on their forehead, and they'd go out in the spirit, and I'd stand there and catch him. <laughs> and so one time that happened, people passed by in the car, oh, wow, 
Are you all okay? What's wrong with her? What's wrong with them? Oh, no, they're fine. We're fine. They just went out in the spirit, you know, and people don't understand that. They're in the spirit. You want to call them? Oh, no, no, they're fine. They're just out in the spirit. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So anyway, those are the things we used to do. Plus, we used to go. We were members of Reverend Leroy Jenkins Church. And that man would do so many miracles. I go, my God. And we were already, you know, captivated by that because some of that would happen between us. And we'd go to his meetings, his big tit meetings, and then to his church. Well, my husband had passed before the church, but I went to his church up in Ohio. And it was so huge and beautiful. And all those crutches and things hanging on the wall of healings and deliverances. And the things I saw in that meeting, I'd get so excited until I just couldn't do anything and just cry. And it wasn't a cry, it was like a... <sighs> I was so excited and happy. I would see so much. And when I would go to his services, he would have the envelopes there, um, you know, to put in the chairs. And I mean, it would be huge auditoriums. So I would take, uh, he would give me the envelopes and to others that were there, if they were available, if not, he'd give me the envelopes. And uh, he said, as you go, pray, pray over the chairs. You'll, I said, yes, sir. And um, he'd hand them to me and I'd line them up and I'd go, that auditoriums would be so big. And I'd pray when I'd put one down and then I'd just touch it and pray. And then I'd touch the back of the chair sometimes, whatever the spirit led me to do and and pray in tongues. All the while I was doing that, I was praying in tongues and I would feel the power of God in me and on me so strong. And I remember a couple of chairs that I just stood at for a few moments and I couldn't get away from them. And what I was praying, and where I placed my hand on the chairs. And then when the meeting started, you know, I was like back to the back and I would usher and I was standing back toward the back and uh, he would call out people and he would read, he would say, I'll read your mail (laughs) and he would read it here. And uh, so I remember a couple of people, the same people that I felt so couldn't move from that chair that sat in those chairs where I just kept my hand on and prayed so long. He um, called those people out or went back there to them. And exactly what I was praying on in the spirit, I knew what I was thinking. But, you know, I was praying in tongues. And, sing, and I have and I saw that. And I'm like, oh, I cry so hard because it's so real. Oh, so anyway, I just wanted to stop by and share some love with you all. But as I said, my husband and I went through a very difficult time once he didn't want me to work. So I was at home with him and things got really tough and tight. I said, well, we're eligible. Let's get some food stamps. And his voice was very deep in heaven. He was like, no, we're not. And he always had a nickname. He called me. He said, no, we're not going to do that now. We're going to trust God. I said, well, but, okay. And I wouldn't droop and, you know, and pout. There was no need for that. He was the head of the house. He knew what was best. I trusted what God was saying to him and what he said. And that's what we went with. And uh, a couple of times, you know, there was very little food. Mothers listen to me that have children and you don't have enough food in the house. You know what I would do? I would prepare that food or he prepared, but I let him sit down and I prepared. And uh, when I finished preparing, I said, come on, honey, let's eat. And uh, so I'd give it to him. 
He said, well, aren't you going to eat? I said, I'm, I'm not hungry. He said, you, I said, you go ahead and eat. And I did that a couple of days. He said, now, come on. Now, I know you're not going to. You're not going to. You're going to eat. I said, no, really, I'm not hungry. I want you to eat. To see you eat, I'm getting full just watching you. So I'm fine, baby. You know, hey. And it wasn't a sad thing. I just trusted God. And do you know how much that grew me? So I know how it feel to not have enough. And uh, you give to your child so they'll eat. I gave to my husband so he could eat. And I know God has blessed me for that because I learned a very, very powerful, um, very powerful lesson in that. So anyway, you all be encouraged out there to suffering. You don't know how God is going to bless you. You don't know how God is going to bless you. Somebody can bring you a big turkey back. They did that to us once. I know how it is. You don't know how your groceries are going to come. But hold your head up. Don't be ashamed. Ashamed of what? You're living right. You're doing right. That just doesn't mean you're not going to have a hard time. Those things happen. How can you minister to others if you haven't gone through and experienced anything yourself? What could you share with them to help build their faith, to open their heart door and their heart gate and mind and spirit? to receive hallelujah uh, to receive what God has for them and to get filled with the Holy Ghost and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and get filled with the Holy Ghost people that never spoken in tongues you know pray with them touch them and they uh, get speaking in tongues I mean real tongues and come back later and testify lady lost all of her children once to the state her uh, the ch- the state, you know, uh, took her children. And she was so downhearted. And she saw me walking down the street one day. And I said, hi, how are you, dear heart? Hi. Um, I said, why are you looking so sad? What's wrong with you? I don't have my children. I want my children back. I said, well, why? go get them. Where are they? The state. I said, oh, baby, the state took them. I said, I'm so sorry. And see, I was working for the state. I don't know if I was with the Department of Children and Family right then, so I couldn't say much. I, don't, I wasn't working right then. And so I said, well, I tell you what. She said, pray for me. I said, okay, I sure will. Most people, when they say pray for me, preachers will say, okay, I sure will. I'm praying for you. I said, okay, I pray for you. I said, matter of fact, let's do it right now. I used to like to do it right then on the spot. She said, really? I said, really? I said, now let me, before we pray, I said, now let me ask you, have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the pardon of your sins? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I said, now have you been living for him? No, ma'am. I said, okay, now you need to repent, not to me, but to him. I said, now, when you get your children back, I said, are you going to treat them right and do what's right? And stay with Jesus. Oh, yes, ma'am. I share him. I said, now remember, you're in the presence of God. I said, I know I'm just a woman. I said, but you're honey. You're standing in the presence of God right now. Okay. I'm serious. I mean it. I mean it. And I prayed. I said, okay, you take care of yourself. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. And I forgot about it. I saw her months later or something. She said, ma'am. Ma'am, I said, hi, how are you? Ma'am, how you doing? I said, I'm fine, how are you? She said, you remember me? I said, well, no, not realize because I minister to a lot of people. She said, I'm the lady you prayed with that day about my children. I said, okay. I said, well, how's it going? I got them back. I got them back. I said, oh, good. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we did a little quick shuffle dance in the street. I said, oh, God is so good. I said, see, I told you. 
And she said, you sure were right. I thank you, ma'am. I said, honey, give thanks and praise to God. I said, now you just keep living right so that doesn't happen anymore. And those are just things that you do. So don't ever give up on hope. Don't give up on your children. I don't care how lost they seem, grandmother. I don't care how lost your children seem. Now your child, see how she was lost? backslidden and her children were taken but see how god restored her so don't ever give up on your children don't ever give up on them so love you all and i just wanted to spend some time with you on this beautiful christmas eve that you all call christmas and uh if you don't want to listen to it on christmas eve night or christmas day you know when you get time when you're washing your dishes or cooking turn it on and listen to it that's what i do a lot of times a lot of sermons and messages that I listen to when I don't have time to just sit down and watch them. I turn it on and just get busy cooking or washing dishes or whatever I'm doing, cleaning. Although if I turn the vacuum clean on, I can't hear it. But other than that, and I just love to sit and listen and then I uh, fall off to sleep. But see, while I'm sleeping, all of that is still going in my spirit and getting me stronger and better and better. So, yeah, I just wanted to stop by and share love with you all and let you know you're not alone. And uh, to uh, be grateful. I've spent so many holidays and years and birthdays and all that by myself until it doesn't bother me. You know why? Because I am not alone. I am not alone. God is right here with me. Jesus is right here with me. The Holy Spirit is right here with me. You know, I'll just be what? Anna, Anna the prophetess that <laughs> spent her time in the temple in fastings and prayers. You know, you do what you, you just do your thing. Do your thing and keep your joy and peace. God knows when to change our lives. He knows what's best for us. And remember this, and he knows. Yes, my God knows just how much we can bear. Think of the times you've asked the question down in your heart. Now just what shall I do? Then you confide in your friends, friends and loved ones. But they have troubles too. Yes, try to endure just a little longer. Hallelujah. And don't forget that for each of us he cares and he knows, yes, yes, my God knows just how much we can bear. Though the load gets heavy, yes, we're never left alone to bear it all. Ask for the strength and keep, keep on tolling. Though the teardrops fall, yes, 
the joy, the joy of this assurance. Hallelujah. The Heavenly Father will always answer prayer, and He knows. Yes, my God knows just how much we can bear. Just praise His name, although you're burdened. And don't forget that for each of us He cares and He knows. Yes, my God knows just how much we can bear. And before I go, you know what, guys? You remember an old song they used to do back in revival meeting? And, you know, people have just smoothed it over so and nobody believes in hell anymore and hot brimstone and fire. I don't believe in that anymore. Remember those songs? Lord, save me. Lord, save my soul from a burning hell. You saved my mother. Save me, Lord. You saved my mother. Save me, Lord. You saved my mother. Save me, Lord. Save my soul from a burning hell. You saved my father. Save me, Lord. You saved my brother. Save you. Just go on and on. And boy, you can feel the old, those old wooden floors rocking and people stomping and shouting. Ooh, and the power would just come in. It was just so holy and beautiful. I remember when I was a little girl and I sit beside my mother in church. And those preachers used to wear those old, uh, beautiful black robes, long, beautiful black robes with those big puff sleeves. Remember those? And those shirts would be snow white. Boy, and they'd start preaching, and they'd start walking that floor across the the altar. Sometimes the power would be so high, they'd be preaching and walking up and down the aisle, and boy, tears would be falling, and people would be shouting. But that preaching would get to me so and I could feel and sense and tell when their voice go up in another level. They went up in another anointing. But way back then when I was a little child, I didn't know what that was. I just knew I could tell and knew the difference and feel the difference. And I would sit beside my mother. I'd be leaning right beside her and lean over on her shoulder sometimes. And I guess she wondered why I was sitting so close to her and just... And she look around and the tears would just be falling. She said, baby, what's wrong? Why are you crying? I said, nothing. And I just watch him from eye to eye. Wherever he went, I'd just be watching him and the tears would fall. Not knowing that I would grow up and uh, that calling would be on my life. Not knowing that that calling would be on my life. Hallelujah. But those were the good old days. But you know what? Those days are coming back. Oh, yes. All this beautiful shouting. I used to uh, wear beautiful outfits and hats. Hats to match the shoes and bag. And my husband would wear those nice suits. And we'd be in church and I'd get excited. And that power would hit me. I did not have time to be cute. Okay. 
I was not a cutie. That probably would hit me. I'd go one way and the hat, <laughs> hat would go the other way. Oh, yes. I would enjoy myself. I've never been ashamed of the gospel, and I don't plan to start now. So God is just changing me so he got me out of hats to where I've always loved veils and uh, scarves and the covering. I've just always felt the need to cover my head, and I couldn't ever figure out why. I said, oh, that's so old-fashioned. And do you think I play with God? When he lead me to do something, I do it. And he led me to shave my hair. That bothered me so bad. I was, oh, God, no. I had done it before because I had really, really, really gone through something. Spiritually, I said, and every time I've ever done that, I've always gone up another level in the spirit. And so I shaved my head here recently. And I didn't want to do it, but I knew everything within me. I know when God is talking to me and nudging me to do something, I don't make him wait. You, you gonna, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. right. I don't play with God like that because I love him and I fear him. I took my, and I have a, um, a set, you know, a barbershop set. I told you I'm, what, I'm a jackass of all trades and master of all of no. <laughs> I just, uh, by me spending so much time alone, I just learned. I had to learn how to do things, you know. I went to driver's ed school in high school and learned how to change car tires and all that. But my dad taught me how to change, not change oil in the car, but how to oil the add and transmission fluid and how to check it and know, you know, when to add it when need be and pump gas, change car tires. Oh, yes, all of that. Not because I wanted to, but I didn't have anyone else to do it for me, and I wasn't doing any favors to get things done. Oh, no. How they said, oh, hell to the no. And so um, I, shaved my, I shaved my head bald. I sure did. So it's growing back, and um, he still won't let me share, won't let me show it. I've got a look that he wants me to have. And uh, I said, well, if this is what you... I cried because now I can style some wigs. I can braid hair. I do. I can do a whole weave. Weaving from head to back. Oh, yes, and it looks so natural. Look like natural hair. Oh, I can straighten hair, curl it with the curling irons, the straightening comb. I don't bother with perms much now because, uh-uh. But straightening combs and, and curling irons, I could do some hair and weaving. Oh, yes, and make it look so real and natural. Oh, and I used to could wear it, and it would be so fluffy and pretty. And I knew, you know, when I turned my head, it couldn't help but shake, okay? <laughs> I just knew how to do these things and wear nails, and my nails would grow long and hard anyway. But when I didn't want to do that, if they break, I said, I got something for this. I would get the little cheap false nails, get glue, and go home on the weekend and do it. Take my time, take the nail polish off, cut my nails down to the just about to the meat. Well, for one thing, I don't like them long because when I'm cooking, I like to use my fingers when I'm cooking. Like if I'm making dressing or something, you know, and I just don't like long nails in the kitchen. I just, you know, that's just me, okay? And so uh, I cut them down real short, almost to the meat. So when I would braid my hair, I knew how to put the extension in there to braid it down to keep from breaking my hair. Then once I braided it down, I knew how to sew the weave hair in. Oh, yes. 
put on cheap earrings and put clear nail polish on. They would be so shiny and pretty. I'd go home on a Friday evening and step out on a Monday morning with makeup. I didn't have to wear a lot of makeup. And I would look like I stepped out of Hollywood. That's why I used to say Hollywood ain't got nothing on me. I can do it myself. And I would go home on Friday evening and comment, go out on a Monday morning. I would be ready, okay? But uh, I just, I don't do that now. It's not that I don't want to. (laughs) I just have to obey God. And he doesn't want me in makeup. So I say, hey, you, you win. What can I do with you? I need and want the anointing more than I want makeup. So he took me off of red. I remember one time my husband prayed. He talked to me. He said, now, honey, I don't like nail polish. I said, but you know, hey, it's not like I'm wearing a loud nail polish or anything. He said, baby, I just don't like nail polish. I don't want to see your nail polish. I said, now, you know, this is not fair. He said, what do you mean it's not fair? I said, you just... He said, who are you dressing to please me or someone else? I'm not, babe, you know I love you and I'm dressing to please you. Say, he's okay if you love me and if you dressing to please me. I really don't like nail polish. I said, hey, okay. I didn't say anything to him. I just, you know, walked away. He said, I'm going to pray for you. I said, oh, man, (laughs) when he said I'm going to pray for you, I knew right then. When he prayed to God, when he said that we had a bedroom that we turned into a prayer room, and you know, had an altar in there and a, a um, what do you call it, pulpit or stand, preacher stand, we had all that, and a big, huge Bible and a mat to where we lay out on the floor. That was our prayer room. We didn't wear shoes in there. So anyway, he said, you know what, I'm going to pray for you. I said, oh, my, I saw oh, man. When he said that, he'd go in that room, he'd take his shoes off at the door. I said, God, I know right now I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'd go on and cook or be doing something. And he'd come out. He wouldn't say anything. He'd just look at me and smile and give me a kiss. I said, hey, baby. And when I knew it was time for me to go in the prayer room, God was going to talk to me. He said, woman, obey your husband. Submit to your husband. And he wouldn't say it in a mean way because he knew me. He wouldn't say it in a mean way. He submit to your husband. I said, Lord, but submit. Cut your nails. Take off the nail polish. And I'd cry. You know, the tears just fall. My flesh had to die. I put it on the altar and let it die. What I wanted, I wanted my husband more than I wanted nail polish. So that's what I did. And now, see, God got me right back to no nail polish. I said, I'm not even with anybody. I don't have anyone. You could at least let me wear it now and wear wigs and makeup now. I'm not with anybody. I don't have anybody. What did I say? I said, oh, Lord, forgive me. Yes, Father. Tears fall when he told me to shave my head. Tears fall he told me to cut my nails about the same time. Told me to take off the nail polish about the same time. I said, that's a great day. So that's a part of obeying God and being his servant. 
you don't get a choice. Not if you want the anointing. Not if you want things to go well in your life. I didn't say you wouldn't have difficulties. I didn't say you wouldn't walk through things. But that's a part of being obedient and help save your life. Had I not been obedient to God, I would not be here today. I would not be uh, walking this earth on this top side of the earth. So um, I love him. And I love Jesus, I love the Holy Spirit and the angels, so um, I'm staying in check, okay? So, hey, I stayed with you all almost an hour, and I wanted to spend some time with you. So, when you feel like you're the only one going through, ladies, before I go, I want to end exactly right at 50 minutes. Oh, 60 minutes is an hour. But anyway, I want to end, like, really soon. So, ladies, obey your husbands. Wives, pastors, wives, obey your husband. Stop getting clicks in the churches. <clears throat> Excuse me, please. Uh, remember who you are and from where you come from. As my mother used to always say, and my dad used to say, girl, don't ever get above your raising. And I remember they always tell me, you put a handle on that name. People say, oh, no, you can just call me and put a handle on that name. And, you know, and they gave you that look. You knew what that meant. And you could be grown. And I was grown and say, listen, saying yes, ma'am and no, ma'am and yes, sir and no, sir, is not going to do anything to pull you down. I said, my mother, don't nobody talk like that now. And daddy said, girl, did you hear your mother? I said, but... I said, dog, watch yourself. I said, yes, sir. Now, I could say to mother, if mother called me and said, Jewel, I said, ma'am, so-and-so-and-so. If she had called me and said, Jewel, I said, huh? Girl, who you think you talking to? I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I had to say ma'am to her, but if dad called me, Jewel, yeah. Or Jewel, what? Uh-huh. And if she heard me, girl, don't you let me have to get a hold of you. And I'm grown now. You don't ever get grown. Even when you're with your parents, you're not grown. If you're going to be an obedient child and want uh, the blessings of God upon your life. Or if you're going to be a good submissive wife and you want the blessings of God upon your life. You're going to learn to submit to your husband as you're supposed to do and be strength to him and for him. Now, I speak to you from experience. You can just say I'm old and foolish if you want. I tell you what, I sure had a happy marriage for <laughs> For the length of time that it lasts, it was pleasant. It was happy. Uh, now, you go through your things. You talk things out, but you go ahead on about your business. But y'all stop um, being so hard in whoever you spend time with. If you spend a lot of time with girlfriends instead of your husband, when you've got to go out and be with the girls. Your spirit is going to get to where you want to be with your girlfriends. I've heard ladies at work used to say, we just need to go away for a few days or at least a week for a vacation. Just get away from my husband and those children. You better be glad and thank God for that husband and those children. And you see how you're desiring to be with your girlfriend? That's not right. That's not the right spirit. Now, I can see it if you and your husband just want to go away, you know, and you trust your children with your parents, you know, for a few days or so. That's different. But the desire to be with your girlfriend's mother and your husband, that's not right, ladies. That is not right. And men, that go for you too. That go for you too, men. When you always want to be out with the boys, 
and don't want to take time for your wife, men, sir, that's not good. That's not the way it's supposed to go. You spend time with your woman. You spend time with your wife. Don't always want to hang around the guys. I know you all have fun and good relationships, but that's not your wife. You build a strong bond and relationship with her. Oh, yes, I got all up in your business today. And I really had not planned to say any of this. <laughs> but I'm not my own, okay? So learn how to treat each other. And I know it's hard now to do it because everybody is footloose and fancy-free to just do what they want to do and just talk down to the husbands. And uh, I have a problem with that. And I guess you say, well, that's your problem. You mind your business. I am minding my business by sharing with you what God gives me to share with you. That's minding my business. So you don't like me or care for me anyway. I'm just being straight up with you. You know, I'm not here for you to like me. I'm here to tell you what thus saith the Lord through my lips because if I don't do it, I'm in trouble with him and I'm trying to make it in. I'm trying to make it in. I can't stay back here. I'll be saying, Lord, don't leave me in this wicked world with these evil, wicked people. I said, Lord, if you call me, help me to get me right. I said, to you right now. I said, into your hands, I commit my spirit. I said, you straighten me right now. So if you call me home right now, or if you call me home before you come, please help me always be ready because, Lord, I don't want to come home and then not be able to stay with you and have to go down to hell. I said, if you allow me to stay here until you come, Please, Lord, help me to be right, because I don't want you to leave me down here. Don't leave me, Lord. Save my soul from a burning hell. Yep, it's almost 60 minutes. I said I was going to leave by 50. Woo! But I'm enjoying myself. I don't get to talk often. Usually, uh, the majority of the time I talk is when I'm doing um, a video on YouTube or Facebook or when I'm on Anchor. I get very few phone calls, the majority of them that come and have the wrong number. And, uh, you know, so hey, that's life. That's life. So I'm okay with it. And I look back over my life, even up until now, I am so, you know, content. What else can I be? Just waiting on the Lord to do whatever He's going to do in me and through me. And until then, I just cook my food and enjoy eating my meal. Or meals, you know, eating alone. And that's just a part of life. Is I've been doing that for years. It doesn't bother me. And I know God had to anoint me from my mother's womb to be this way all my life. Even when I was, uh, I remember myself at nine months old, jumping on my dad's lap. He had on, uh, you know, those thick jeans, you know, like... Uh, Oh, what do you call them? It had the straps on them across the shoulders. Oh, I can't think of the name of those things right now. And he was jumping me on his lap and my hurt my ankle and I picked it up crying. And I had hurt it. That was at nine months old. And then about a year and a half, we moved up on the farm. And I cried. She said, babe, don't cry. I said, I want to go home. She said, you are home. Well, my phone is giving us so I need to go. Love you all. So you all take care. Until we're together again, love, prayers, peace, and blessings. Bye-bye.